Hey guys, welcome to the Disney Parks Wanderer podcast. I'm your host Emma Albertson and this is episode number 25. So a couple of cool things that have happened is first of all, they've announced that Mulan, the new live version that they've made, is going to be coming to Disney Plus this September. This is great news. I was so upset when it wasn't going to be in the cinemas because everything had to shut down and I've been waiting for them to make this decision. So that's really cool and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Second, there's been a few more concept art pieces and information released about the next Disney film due in March 2021 called Raya and the Last Dragon. This is going to be set in a place called Kumandra and it's five different regions and a warrior called Raya is searching for the last dragon. It's supposed to be inspired by Southeast Asia and Disney cast members did go over to that region to really study it. So I bet it's going to be really authentic and beautiful and I also cannot wait for that because the character Raya looks beautiful. Okay, so today's episode going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, Tokyo Disneyland because I'm obsessed with the place and I thought I'd put together a list of 10 things that would be useful for you to know before you go. So Tokyo Disney good to knows, seen as the Disneyland Paris ones that I did seem to be pretty popular. So without any further ado, here you go, 10 things that you should know about Tokyo Disneyland before you head over there. Unlike most other Disney resorts worldwide, there is no short-term park hopper option available to guests. So if you want to go to Disneyland Resort for one day and hope to check out Disneyland Park and Tokyo Disney Sea, the only way you can do that is by buying an individual park entry to each of the parks. That's two separate tickets which can add up. There are a couple of ways around this but they're also going to be pretty pricey. One way you can park hop from day one is to stay in one of the Disneyland Resort hotels. If you're interested to hear more information about those and what they're like, you can check out episode 22 of my podcast. But generally speaking, they're pretty expensive hotels as most of them are luxurious. That said though, they give you access to the special multi-day passport option. You pay a slight premium, but it means you get to go to both parks from day one of your trip. If you don't have any time constraints and you want to park hop, another way around it if you don't want to stay in a Disneyland Resort hotel is to get a three to four day passport, which means you can go to the parks for four days. You cannot park hop on day one or day two of your ticket, but you are able to park hop on day three and four. However, at that point, you've probably seen most of what you needed to see. I don't personally think you need four days to enjoy Tokyo Disneyland, but if that's what you wanna do, that is also an option to get your hands on a park hopper. But just so you know, there is no one-day park hopper or two-day park hopper unless you're a Tokyo Disneyland hotel guest and you're just going to have to deal with that. Although you generally won't have any language barrier problems in the park as a lot of cast members speak English or if they don't, they will find someone who does speak English. Quite a few of the attractions and shows are all exclusively in Japanese. Most of the shows and stage shows are in Japanese and quite a few of the attractions also are in Japanese, including Nemo and Friends Sea Ride Simulator, Jungle Cruise and also the Tower of Terror. Although the Tower of Terror has a different story, 
in Tokyo, which is based around a character called Harrison Hightower. And in this attraction, they do actually have story cards in English just to help you understand more about what's going on as this ride is very story oriented. That said, despite the lack of English in some attractions, a lot of the information is visual and therefore it's easy for you to follow along the story, no problem. Parade-wise, I can't speak for all of them, but when me and my husband went, we watched the mid-afternoon parade in Tokyo Disneyland Park, and there seemed to be kind of a blend of typical English songs, and they had a few Japanese things thrown in there. The characters as well, typically, you're here speaking Japanese. So in Pooh's Honey Hunt, yep, Winnie the Pooh's going to be speaking Japanese. But again, that shouldn't be a problem. It's just the culture, and that's what you should expect in that country. So... Just be prepared for you might not know what's going on 100% of the time, but it doesn't kill any of the magic. This next good to know is one of my favourites and it's all about show and parade etiquette in the park. It seems that all the Japanese guests know this, this is just what it's like and this is what you do and how you behave. We really enjoyed this because it made the experience more enjoyable and less stressful I guess you could say. So typically for the parades, you have to wait out your spot and it's not uncommon for the Japanese to put down floor mats or their backpacks and leave them there to mark their reserved spot. A lot of them will bring special mats for this purpose. I don't know what name they have or where they get them. They're little small mats that they lay out. Some of them are Disney themed, so you probably buy them in the park. And that means that that's their spot for the parade and no one touches it or moves it. That is just accepted. Also, they require that you take off your hats and your Mickey ears and your headbands and anything else you have on your head that could be obscuring someone else's view during the show. Everyone is super polite and there's cast members patrolling the area to make sure people play by the rules and don't take seats they shouldn't be taking, for example, on steps. Another thing that we really enjoyed is that during the parade, it's a requirement for people to sit down. So you're not blocking anyone else's view. You're not standing in front of a child, for example. And also, I mean, it's more relaxing to take a seat and watch the parade without having to worry about someone standing up in front of you and ruining your view you waited a long time for. That said, though, because they are so ahead of the curve and they want to get these good spots and people do reserve them with these mats, if you want to get a good seat, you need to be proactive and go and get one. So for that exact reason, once we'd been there for a couple of days and we saw that was the system, the one show I really wanted to see, which was the nighttime show at Tokyo Disney Sea, me and my husband took it in turns staking out our perfectly shaded and wonderful wall spot until the show was ready to start. But personally, I love the polite manners and I like the etiquette. I think it should be adopted in all the parks. Bringing your own food into the park. So as a general rule, yes, you are allowed to bring your own food into the park. You can carry it around with you. It's fine. You can store it in lockers. The only thing is you cannot eat it inside the park. They have designated picnic areas outside both of the theme parks where you can take your food out to enjoy it whenever you please. Me and my husband did make use of this one day. When we first got there, we bought a few things at a convenience store before we got the train. And it was really easy. We just popped out of the park. It was really close, a really lovely area, nice and relaxed. It had a nice garden area, lots of picnic benches. It was clean and tidy. So it was a really nice experience. And I kind of like that they do that and have a designated area for it. 
That said though, we only did that once because we soon realized that the food in Tokyo Disneyland was amazing, not to be missed, and honestly, the prices really weren't too bad for the quality, the theming, and the quantity. I mean, honestly, we were really impressed with the food in Tokyo Disneyland, but if you've heard any of my other podcasts, I'm sure you already know that. Another thing that's good to know if, for whatever reason, you have allergies or a very strict diet, you can most definitely organize with a cast member to allow you to eat your own food inside the park. The general rule is you may eat your own pre packaged food in a restaurant as long as other people in your family are eating food from that restaurant, but you must tell a cast member beforehand so they can verify what's going on. Being matchy matchy. So, one thing we noticed straight away is that people's costume and outfit game is like three levels up in Tokyo Disneyland. So, everybody knows that in the Disney parks, people like to wear matching t shirts or dress in family t shirts or as character ears and all that fun stuff. But in Tokyo Disneyland, it is like maximum amplified. You'll see groups of friends who are all wearing the exact same outfit. You'll see schoolgirls with high heels and amazing makeup and these cute hairstyles. It is something that they obviously plan and take pride in doing, and it's actually really fun to look at and see. I don't know how they're walking around in these outfits, but you know, props to them for getting into the Disney theming and magic. And for that reason, they do sell quite a lot of matching things in the shops. Me and my husband, we didn't have anything going in, and we saw all these people wearing cool, fun outfits and matching, and we kind of got into the spirit of it. I didn't think my husband would be down for it, but he was like, Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get into the theme. Everybody seems to be doing it. And we got a really cute set of matching t shirts. Mine was pink with Minnie, his was blue with Mickey. And so it's just unavoidable. You're going to want to do it. So if you want to plan in advance and already be ready so you're not jealous of everyone else and you can save a bit of money, bring your own. Or if you want to just go all out, you can definitely find plenty of things to get within the park. Make use of the fast pass and single rider lanes as always. Tokyo Disneyland Resort actually has a lot of fast pass attractions. There's almost 20 across both parks. Their fast pass system is basically the same as in Disneyland Paris. It's not like at Disney World where you have the fast pass plus and you book in advance. No, no, no. You go to the park and you do it then and there. So initially, it was just the machines. You have to go to the ride, put your ticket in the machine, you'll print out a fast pass, and good to go. However, now they have released an app, and I believe you can. Can do your fast passes through the app.、Um, so, that said, it's the same as Disneyland Paris. You can only have one at a time, and you'll either get a two hour window or you can get one as soon as you've used your fast pass. It depends, but they normally print it out on the bottom of the ticket that you get, so you'll know and keep on top of it. For that reason, you know, fast passes do sell out. So, if there's one specific ride you want to go on, make a beeline for that fast pass first because they do sell out, especially on the popular rides such as Toy Story Mania, Indiana Jones, and Journey to the Center of Earth, and then Pooh's Honey Hunt. But definitely use it because it will save you some valuable time. 
single rider wise there actually really isn't that many rides with single rider there are two rides that have it in tokyo disney sea which is the indiana jones ride and also the raging spirits roller coaster which is also in that general vicinity of the park and then over in tokyo disneyland park they have it on splash mountain i do believe they were thinking about introducing it onto thunder mountain although i'm not sure if they have or not but if you don't mind not riding with your group this is definitely a good way to go because especially in Tokyo, the groups don't like splitting up because like I said, they like to be matching in their outfits, get those photos together. So typically the single rider lines are very empty. So you could shave off a lot of time. Tokyo Disneyland is super easy and convenient to get to. It has its own train station on the JR line. The JR is the Japan Railway Network that covers the vast majority of Japan. So this train station is called Maihama and it's a 16 minute direct train ride right from Tokyo Station and it's within 45 minutes to an hour of other major parts of Tokyo such as Shinjuku and Narita Airport. Because it is JR, it means that you can get to this station using your JR rail pass and it won't cost you anything extra. A lot of tourists who go to Japan for the first time opt for the Japan JR rail pass because it means you can use the vast majority of the lines and the network for one set fee, which will save you money, especially if you're going to use the bullet trains or the Shinkansen. This means that if you're in other parts of Japan like Koyoto or Sapporo and you want to go to Tokyo Disney, once you got off at Shinkansen in Tokyo Station, as I said, it's a quick 16 minute train and you're at Maihama. So it's super easy, even if you're traveling from other parts of Japan. And also for this reason, if you don't feel like dishing out the money to stay in a hotel closer to the resort or to stay in a Disney resort itself, as they're so close, you can easily stay in Tokyo and get the train there and not waste too much time. the app. Now when me and my husband went a few years ago, this app either didn't exist yet or it was purely in Japanese, but now it seems to have changed and it's more tourist friendly and there is an English version. So what can you use this app for? Well, number one, it's super useful because you can reserve those fast passes. This is gonna save you a lot of time because as I said, otherwise you have to go to the ticketing booths themselves. As well as this, you can find out the location of where you are, what's nearby, you can see the shows when they're on, the wait times, restaurants, menus, all that good stuff that you expect in an app. But another interesting thing that they have on their app is the show lottery. As I mentioned before, they are desperate to get the best seats and people will stake out a lot of time to get them. And sometimes, you know, you just can't get to see the shows you want when you're waiting in the standby line. So to make it more fair, Tokyo Disneyland has come up with the show lottery. You can either do this in person, there is a location to do it, I think in the Mediterranean Harbor, or you can do it on the app. You have to put in the size of your party, you have to scan your ticket, and then it will tell you instantly if you've won or not. And you can win reserved seating for the shows, in which case you'll be printed out a ticket. And if not, well, you can try your hand the next day. You can only do this once per day, but it could give you some really nice seats for a show that otherwise you won't get to see.
a few other pointers that might be interesting to do with money and payment. So typically in Japan in general, not just Tokyo and Tokyo Disneyland, when you pay for something, they will have a kind of payment dish. It's like a small plate or dish that they have on the countertop. It's very typical over there that you don't put the money directly in the employer's hand, but you put it in this dish instead, and they will take the dish, give you your change back in said dish. So just in case you see that and you're wondering what that is, that's just etiquette over there and do what you will with that information. Another thing that's interesting to know is that tipping and giving people tips with restaurants or taxi drivers isn't typically done. It's not part of the culture and it's oftentimes refused as they just don't think that they should be paid extra for doing their job. So there you go. Finally, another interesting thing to know is that they have evening and afternoon tickets available. So maybe you've been there for a day and you thought, oh, I didn't get everything I wanted to do done, but I don't really want to pay for a whole other day, so I need a couple more hours. Well, in Tokyo Disneyland, you have got that choice. So they have a couple of different passports, as they call them over there. There is the Starlight Passport, which costs around 50 US dollars, and it means you can enter one of the parks from 3 p.m. onwards. So that means you get a good half a day to kind of explore anything that you missed. Or if you think you need even less time than that, or you just wanted to check out the nighttime show that maybe you missed, they also have an after 6 p.m. passport, which means that you can enter either park, one or the other of course, not park hoppers as we know, after 6 p.m. on that day for around $38, which is almost half price of a normal ticket. So these could be super interesting for you if you want a little bit more time, but you don't want to pay for a full other day or if you've got some time to kill on perhaps your day of arrival, something like that. But one important note is that the Starlight Passports, which are the after 3 p.m., are only available on weekends, and the after 6 p.m. passport are only available on weekdays. So make sure you keep that in mind too. hope you enjoyed listening to those good to knows about Tokyo Disneyland and they will help you in the future or they just were interesting for you to learn about. Now let's end with my Disney fact of the day. Disney Studios were trying to design their character Flynn Rider for the Tangled film, they decided to hold a hot guy meeting when different women from the studios came together in a meeting to talk about all their favourite physical attributes from famous Hollywood actors. Then once they had all the best things written down, they tried to combine them together to make a perfect male character for the film. That brings us to the end of episode 25. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed the Tokyo Disney content. If you want to get in touch to share your own Disney experiences, tips, guides, feel free to write into disneyparkwanderer at gmail.com or you can leave a voice note via Anchor. I hope you have a great rest of your week and that you'll join me next Monday for even more Disney Parks content. Until then, stay curious.